fantastic. Yeah. Ah, oh, shut up. The podcast is starting. Oh, yeah, we're rolling. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Celluloid Breakdown. With us, as always, actually, I'm just Joey Bonnier. I'll start with that. Uh, next to me, Sean Fall. Sean Fall. Across from him, Derek Laporte. Yo. Next to him, Tim Snow. Oh, Timothy J. I feel like I should talk a lot faster for this intro because we watched His Girl Friday. His Girl Friday, see. His Girl Friday, directed by Howard Hawks. Howard Hawks. Not to be confused with Hudson Hawks. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's a great movie. Yeah. You know that Bruce Willis yeah, picture? Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Tony Hawk's name. Kid, Would you like to swing on a star? Carrie Moonbeam's home in a jar. Never You'd be better saw off the, if you Never were. saw the picture. Oh, never saw the picture. Yeah. Then that reference is completely lost on you. I just read an interview with Tony Hawk where he talked about it. Oh wow, it's an amusing little picture where uh, two cat burglars time their choreography by singing a song that they both know in rhythm. It aids from beautiful. it aids yeah. from yeah. low expectation. So Funny that definitely you... go in with it low expectation, and you there might enjoy go. it. Huh? Well, I, you know. uh, since you brought up uh, Tony Hawk, I was watching Gleaming the Cube the other day, and I found it really funny that in the very beginning of uh, of Gleaming the Cube, Tony Hawk is riding in a car, putting a sticker of Tony Hawk onto someone's car when he's <laughs> not playing Tony Hawk in the movie. He's just a random pizza driver. <laughs> yeah. hmm. That's okay. some shit, Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah. fucking Tony Hawk. Yeah. Tony Hawk. Yep. The least famous yeah. famous guy. <laughs> Fortunately, Tony Hawk directed this film. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh so His Girl Friday, directed by Tony Hawk. Tony Hudson uh, Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Uh Joey, what'd you think of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first thoughts. Fine, I'll go first. I don't give mm. a shit. Uh I like this movie. I actually thought it was somewhat entertaining and yeah. enjoyable. Difficult to follow, obviously, with the fast-paced dialogue, but uh, at least it was in English. Pretty enjoyable. I don't. I, I, yeah, I, if this was in French, Sean would have <laughs> oh walked God. out of the room. Oh God, yeah. I would have. Yeah. He would. It would have been his <laughs> yeah. least favorite I film burned ever. Things down. Yeah. I would have. Yeah. I don't even know if I can read that fast. <laughs> I don't think I could. No, impossible. Yeah, I, I can't say too much more. I mean, it's just it was it was kind of nice. It didn't really do too much and go to too many places. There was only like four or five sets and and scenes really, but. It was just uh, kind of enjoyable. It was a cute little story. It was, I mean, it was weird tone wise. It was, you know, made light of a lot of uh, serious mm. issues. Mm. But uh, I thought it was pretty good, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Let's go to Derek. Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, some massive tonal issues with it because <laughs> the story is basically Ace in the Hole. If anybody is familiar with that, no idea. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for you know, for some of the uninitiated. Yeah, you know what? Big picture guy. What it? What it? Ace in the hole. Yeah, you know Ace in the hole. All right, big picture so, guy. Explain. Is that so, the, the drinking game where you hold the card up? No, 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 and yeah, exactly. The, so four out of the fifty-two cards, yeah. they're aces. Mm -hmm. And then if you if you have if a you shovel, can shove one in a hole. Yeah. If you have a shovel, you dig, <laughs> you a, can dig a hole and put them in. What's Ace in the hole, Derek? Okay, so uh, it's Billy Wilder film. Ah, mm. stars Kurt uh, Douglas. Kurt Douglas. Yeah, I'm just not Russell. Wilder. I almost went Russell there. Wow, that Same would have been he would have been real young. That would have been pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, been too. He's been acting a long time. <laughs> he there's basically a guy. This cup of effluvia here. There's basically a guy kind of trapped underground. This guy uh, and Kurt Kurt Douglas is a uh, reporter. Kirk. Who, Kirk Douglas is a reporter who basically writes about him. And it's about how it becomes more about the story and less about the actual human being 
and it's based upon a occurrence that happened actually probably a little before this thing was written or maybe around the time this thing was written as a, as a play uh, in the 20s. There was a guy who was trapped in, uh, and died, uh, and the guy who wrote the newspaper article about him won a Pulitzer. So uh, I'd stake my Pulitzer on it. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So I, I'm not saying it's an inspiration for this mm. at all, but um, it does lend itself to a lot of the qualities of it. But and at the same time, it's twelve is a, stories and twelve characters. Yeah, yeah but match them. but but this one came after. This this one came after. When what do you mean? You mean you mean the film, or do you mean that the story that it's based on? Because the actual well, true this, story it's based on is from the twenties, early. This film was shot in 1939. So when was Ace in the Hole? Correct. So uh, Ace in the Hole was after this. Ace in mm-hmm. the Hole was after this, but the story that it's based on, which is a true story, happened in the twenties. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would have been something they would have known about probably when they were writing the play, most likely. Anyway. It's kind of uh, like how Shazam is, wasn't always Shazam, but then he was Captain Marvel, but then he was Shazam. Kind really of. fucked up. Except there was no tonal issues well, with that. Whereas yeah. there's, oh, there's, no, there's huge tonal issues, tonal issues but, with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. can you elaborate a bit on the tonal issues for me? Um, yeah. I mean, it's a very serious thing that they're talking about and, and yeah. it's played very, uh, like there's a lot of transitions too, uh, in kind of in the characters that, that, um, uh, uh, I guess we're supposed to laugh at. I kept basically. I'm watching this and I'm thinking of that whole thing of like Zach Morris is a terrible person mm. sure. because the character in this is Zach Morris, yeah, yeah. Grant. yeah, and you're supposed to love him, yeah, and you're supposed to be on his side, and I'm not. So I'm not sure about that. You're not um, sure about that. You don't have. You to think be there's moral yeah. ambiguity with that? You don't think that the end makes you kind of? That's weird. Yeah, that's the problem. Is the end? It's, yeah. uh, his character. Yeah. De- he definitely is not a dynamic character. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he does not grow. Uh, he's the same douchebag he was in the beginning of the movie. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Um, so I don't know. I think I don't know if we're supposed to like him, but I, I think it's just the fact that Cary Grant is charming um, and his dialogue is charming. Mm. In my mind, I don't he's, know. Yeah, I find him charming. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Sean, what do you think? Um. I enjoy this movie. Um, I had seen it before um, quite some time ago. Um, I do think it had some shaping of my view of media and the trustworthiness therein. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I uh, in watching this, uh, this is the first time I've watched it again in like, you know, 30 years or something. Um, but this is, it, it was actually reminding me of a show I've been watching recently, uh, Letterkenny. Um, it, the, um, the, the pacing of the interactions and conversations are, you know, just kind of that, like that rapid fire, I think. Yeah. Joey Talking and I, over each other. Can, yeah. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy that in this movie. I know you guys complained about it a little bit before we got started, but I think it's something that is, makes this a very much more interesting and dynamic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, these scenes where like we're watching one person talk on the phone, but we're like hearing other inputs of other information. I like that, like three stories going on at once mm-hmm. and all of them kind of like mm-hmm. interweaving and kind of like just at the right moments, those words are coming in and you're hearing enough to like counteract everything that each one of them are saying. So there's like shots where they're going around the table 
and you're with one reporter and he's telling a story and then it kind of like slides over to the next reporter and you're still hearing the first one, but the second one is saying something that's like completely the fucking opposite. And then we move to the third one and he's saying something completely different than the other two. And like just the seamless transition of all that stuff I thought was, is really cool and enjoyable. Um, yeah, it reminds me of rules of the game a lot in the sense that there is a lot of talking mm-hmm. over each other and a yeah. lot of stuff going on at the exact same time. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just in English so I can enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that would be another thing. Yeah, also, yeah, this reminds me a lot of um, one of my French. favorite movies, uh, The Hudsucker Proxy, uh, which takes a lot of inspiration from this movie. Mm, I haven't seen that one. Mm, it's a great I one. Yeah, I, I saw Hudsucker Proxy, Proxy first, and I didn't get all these references. Mm. I also saw Blazing Saddles first, so True. I didn't get that <laughs> reference, too. That was, I didn't get that reference until you guys told me that out. that was a reference, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, Timmer, old Timmer, uh, what's your first impression here? I had a good time. I had a good time. Um, it was uh, it was clever. It was almost too clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I don't want to give too too much away in my because I've got a little bit for history on this. Um, but uh, I, I agree with what Sean said uh, with the uh, likening it to Letterkenny. Sean and I are both big <laughs> fans of the show Letterkenny. Um, I, I I did like the rapid fire dialogue. It was. It was so much. It was, you know, yeah. it was it was a riptide of yeah. of comedy. Uh, so much so that we couldn't even make our own jokes. Yeah, I love. <laughs> so so, what mm. did I think of the movie? I, I really enjoyed the writing. Um, I thought the writing was the the breakout star of the whole thing. Mm. Uh, the acting was was pretty. You know, it was solid. It was solid. It wasn't it wasn't amazing. It's like Sorkin acting, where like exactly. it's all about getting exactly. the lines right. It's all about yeah. it's all about just getting that information yeah. out there, and and you know, it, and then mugging a little bit. And, and then, the information's good enough yeah. that it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I believe yeah. it. Um, and it's not ridiculous exposition. It's like two people that are sharing information yeah. that neither of them know. Yeah, it's, it's not them coming in and telling us a thousand things that each other already. Know. This is almost less of a movie and more of like a really long scene that's still worth watching. Kind of. Um, um, uh, well, it's a play. I mean, it's it, very obvious. Yeah, it's a yeah. Play. it is. It is from yeah. a play. Um, but uh, so, so you know, enjoyed the loved the writing, enjoyed the acting. Uh, I I remember thinking about the cinematography and being moderately impressed with it in the very beginning, and then kind of losing that to the yeah. to the dialogue and the and the acting. Um, but holy fucking shit, we'll talk about the editing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, so. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, uh, in in short, I uh, I did enjoy it. You know, it was mm. good. It, like it was better than it was worse. Yeah, yeah. And and I had fun watching it. Totes. All right. Well, um, you alluded to it. Some of the uh, the story here. So the the story you guys were mentioning. Uh, oh, uh, almost to kind of go back. Sorry, uh, you guys were mentioning some tonal issues. <laughs> um, I didn't think that was an issue at all. Now, maybe I'm just kind of a piece of shit, yeah, but no. like, I thought it was hilarious think, yeah, in a very, comedy. in a it's, very, it's always sunny in Philadelphia yeah, yeah. sort of way. Yep. I just, I, I, I loved the cheekiness of this movie. I absolutely loved how lightly they took 
a lot of really serious topics. I think the, the only one that bumped me was when the the brunette jumps yeah, out the when window. She jumps out the window. That is the one that I thought was like yeah. a little too out of place for this thing. Oh, yeah. she's moving. I she's would, okay. Yeah. Well, that that's the part that actually made it okay to me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but it I was mean, obviously yeah, they, yeah, 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 but, but yeah, the fact that she actually jumps out the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you know, yeah. I I just I I. I guess I'll enjoy anything that's just kind of about how big a dirt bags people yeah, are. Yeah, totally. Um, and you know, this movie worked really hard to <laughs> worked to really hard bottom, to find. Yeah. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it's really funny to watch people plumb for the bottom totally, of the barrel. Yeah. You know, just really search for it. Yeah. Um, I had a good time that's with kinda, that. That's but, uh, everyone in this movie is just yeah. digging as fast as they can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Derek was mentioning that uh, that this was like Ace in the Hole to him, which I guess the, that film was made after this. Yeah, this is actually a remake of a film from 1930 uh, called The mm. Front Page, mm. uh, which was the first adaptation of that play. Mm. And Howard Hawk uh, wanted to remake this movie, but he wanted to remake it wittier. Mm. Now, at the time, uh, the the fastest dialogue ever was The Front Page, and he wanted mm. to make it faster. And that was one of his main impetuses wow. for making this film. And I think that's why some of the, like, it's, it's so goddamn clever. Cause it's yeah. just, it's, it's ostentatiously clever. Yeah. It's designed yeah. with just that in mind. Essentially. It, and, it, and there's something lost there. Mm. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. So like he had, he, he wanted to make this the fastest film ever, like to the point where when it was made, he actually ended up screening the two films side by side, uh, the front page and his <laughs> film to be like, ah, that, mine's faster. Ah, <laughs> um, you know, the, and the dialogue, the, dia <laughs> the dialogue for, uh, uh, the front page was considered to be the best ever written, but he rewrote half of it because he thought he could come up with better dialogue. Mm. I'd be interested to see the front page yeah. after this. Um, and uh, like to the point where he had sound mixers on set to to speed up their dialogue. Hmm. Oh, so that they the, could like match it and yeah, to, for yeah, so it, it could just be that that super fast. Yeah. You can barely even hear what's going on. Yeah, because you get to a point um, where it becomes like musical, and you're just kind of yeah. like saying and things. So, and so the the madcap bit of it's really funny, and I think it's probably perfected by this point with certain stuff like Letterkenny because it's it's fast to be funny, not fast to be fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this was just fast to be fast. And I think that there was something lost in that. But, uh, you know, some it, it's just kind of an interesting story on how this movie was made. It was just kind of made to to see if he could do it. Totally. You know. More of a, a, a technical challenge or just kind of. Certainly a, not a creative pursuit. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes that is what gives us the creative pursuit. Because, like, you know, if, if, when I'm in the position where someone says, okay, write me a movie. Mm -hmm. That is overwhelming and impossible. Yeah. What if they say right moon movie where everyone has to talk fast? That's at least like something, a starting point, a, yeah. you know, a building block. So I, I'm, I'm always a fan of those, like those random constraints to give yourself, because I think that gives something to push back against something to actually like, you know, yeah. try and achieve. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. I'd yeah. Say. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, you're right. This this comes off as more of a mechanical exercise than a. Uh, it does, and I think some of the like it could it, the movie would be better served for him to have tucked his dick a little deeper yeah, between yeah. his legs. Totes. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, and there's there's a little history for you. Okay. Um, well, let's go over just the basic plot. 
So, Sean or Tim, do you want to go through the story of the film? The so, plot? Uh, Sean, uh, you know, okay. where's those red dice at? <laughs> <laughs> well, Derek has some two-sided dice. Uh, basically, we start off in the uh, the newspaper world, and uh, we are introduced to our, our main character, um, and uh, she is... Uh, basically with her new beau, uh, they are about to get married. They're going up to Albany tomorrow and she's in the news office of her former, uh, um, husband and, uh, former boss. Uh, she is there to say goodbye forever and that, uh, you know, she's no longer in the newspaper game. Uh, they have this big long talk about, you know, how he's still in love with her and, you know, we kind of get to know their, their interworkings and relationship there. And then, uh, Basically, we get to a point where he's just trying, the husband is trying, or the ex-husband, I should say, is trying to trick her into staying and continuing to be a newspaper girl or a newspaper man and, uh, you know, trying to leave the schlub of a, of a new fiancé. Um, as they, you know, basically, you know, hijinks ensue from there. Uh, the There is a, or a murderer that is about to be put to death, and uh, that is used as an excuse to entice our, uh, our, our starlet into staying around in town. And, you know, a lot of things happen then. Yeah. So the, the, the film is almost less about plot, and it's more about these two characters. Yeah. And it, it's Made clear from the very beginning that uh, that uh, Cary Grant's character, I forget what his name is. Um, Walter Burns. Walter Burns. His character, Walter Burns, is the kind of guy that could charm anybody and would do anything yeah. to get what he wants. And he, he, he there's a scene following uh, their initial meeting, and that scene went on forever. <laughs> yeah. That was the initial meeting, you mean? That, yeah, yeah, that, that was such that a drags, long man. scene. Yeah. And uh, were, were there any cuts? Oh yeah, there's definitely. It's not a one. Very few. Okay, yeah, one yeah. to one. Okay, I was, just didn't know. It was but, one. One of them was very long. Th- yeah, there's a lot okay. of long takes yeah. in there. There was one a lot that of long was a takes. Good, but either either way, it's a fuckload of dialogue to remember. That's for sure. Yeah. I can't believe it. Um, but uh, but uh, they go out to lunch and it's she more tells of a feat him of that, acting uh, endurance. It's like there's marathon. also a <laughs> yeah. lot of improv, a lot of ad lib. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The the film was actually finished seven days behind schedule because they had to do so many retakes because of the improv. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. Uh, but, uh, oh fuck, I got lost here. You were saying that first scene. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So after that, they go out to lunch and and it's, it's understood that she's going to be leaving in two hours with her, with her fiance to go up to Albany. And so what's, what's Walter Burns do? He, he has the waiter Mm. fake a phone call for him and he goes over and then the first thing he says into the phone when he, when he rings somebody up is, Hey, could you stop the 2 p.m. train? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe with dynamite. Uh, (laughs) Just the kind of guy that would do anything. Uh, to, to get what he wants. And he uses this, uh, this murderer getting hung, you know, kind of, uh, almost sabotages his own newspaper in order to try and get Hildy to stay and write this thing. And her, her hunger for a story and her hunger for a scoop kind of gets the better of her a little bit and she gets kind of roped into it and she kind of, it gets the better of her. Well, it, it, I, I would say if, anybody, end, has an, if but... anybody has an arc, it's Hildy, and she's actually got a kind of a decent one. She she takes her time as she's progressing. Yeah. And then she you ends know? up right back where she started. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it, well but, you know. she ends up where she started before the story, which is 180 degrees from where she started when we met her. Yeah. Well, so, okay. Yeah, we split. I yeah. mean, I started, I mean, with yeah. back with him. Yeah. Right, right. 
Yeah. She really had like a season eight of Game of Thrones kind of end to her arc. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much. Yeah, she met, met, went mad queen. Very exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she. Uh, but uh, so, so you know, she goes, uh, she goes to the to the press office at the at the prison or wherever it is, um, wherever the guy's being kept. Oh, I think that's your city hall because the prison is next door. Uh, city hall because yeah. the prison's next door. She goes to interview the guy, so you know, kind of as a favor and like her last hurrah. Um, and then in a in a surprise twist that really got me, um, the Hannibal Lecter cell. No, 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 no. The the not the Hannibal Lecter cell. After the interview and all that, because mm. he's being interviewed by a psychiatrist mm-hmm. to be judged whether he's sane or not. Um, he apparently escapes, and all of a sudden the the you know people are getting you're, they're shooting up the place and mm-hmm. looking for him everywhere and all sorts of stuff. And uh, all the reporters run out of the room, leaving Hildy alone. And who crawls in through the window but uh, this this uh, Williams m- murderer, murderer guy, this Williams fella? And from there, we kind of have like this sort of much more madcap thing where uh, uh, she's she's trying to keep him secret because she wants to get a better story, and that's kind of you know letting us in on uh, on on her like kind of hunger for a scoop. A little bit. She brings Walter in, and then his girlfriend shows up, and it's a whole whole big thing. And uh, <laughs> whole yeah. big thing. Can you guys tell I'm starting to lose wind here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, let's let's talk about some of the historical context. I mean, it is kind of interesting the way they're talking about the press. They talk a lot about the Red Scare, and it's, then- it's so interesting the way that they talk about World War II because you can tell. That it's before yeah. any of the news about what the Nazis were actually doing. Yeah. I thought it was had so. Come out. I le- mm-hmm. exactly what you say, but I thought to your point there was a moment where the at the end where he tries to convince the guy to join his, the poet, you know, to join his uh, his paper, and he goes, "Oh, I want to be a war correspondent or something like that." He's mm. like, "Yeah, yeah, everyone wants to go to Paris right now. It's like it's 1939. Like yeah. it hasn't really." Happened yet, but no one would ever say that, you know, in six months' time. Yeah. I want to go to Paris. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. anyways, that was crazy. Um, I, I, I just couldn't, it was interesting to know the way, just to look at the way the press was. They were all sitting in one room together. They all had their individual phones. I would I would be very curious. I mean, it's not realistic, I'm very, sure. Yeah, exactly. But. Very curious to see how how that measures up to what. Uh, Honestly, I think that's fairly real. An actual press room. I think they definitely had a See, press I just room. I don't know. I don't. I think they did for well, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they had a press room, but I mean, like, where but was I, it? Fellas I, playing cards around the table with six telephones. I mean, it feels like a boys' club. I mean, mm. if if watching Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas a thousand times has taught me nothing, uh, reporters are scumbags. Huh. Um, you know, they're they are. Uh, uh, you know, degenerates that are there for the free food and uh, everything that uh, they well, can muster. Uh, so. That's his opinion. He doesn't like journalists very much. Don't like journalists, do you, Sean? <laughs> um, How do you feel know. about the mainstream hmm. media? That's another podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tune into Paula Tinkering, which has been <laughs> off the air for a year. Yeah. yeah. If yep. you get it back on the air, I'll show up, though. I know. I got a lot of fans, Sean. <laughs> Don't you threaten me, sir. <laughs> Well, I guess that brings us to some of the characters and and uh, and whether they were you know really believable, realistic, fun, all this different stuff. But uh, let's start at the top. Let's start with Mr. Cary Grant. Um, That's the top. Yeah, he's yeah, the top. He's top yeah. Yeah. He wasn't at the top of his game in this. I wouldn't. Yeah, say. I wouldn't say so. Yeah. What do you? What? Okay. So you don't. You don't. 
He was very one. Everybody was one note. How many notes can you be at that fucking speed? You know what I mean? Like, like the acting yeah. here was more of like, you, you know, that cup game that yeah. people do where they got like the one ball under the three cups. Mm. Um, Play a three card Monty sort of. Uh, yeah. Something like that. You know, that's, that's, that's what this acting felt like. It's just like, you know, Oh, we're just going to move fast enough. So mm. you can't see that we're not trying. See, yeah. you know, uh, uh, and his, yeah, just kind of a he. He didn't play a character; he played a caricature. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I everyone think, did. I but it's a screwball comedy. I mean, yeah. you know, there's. I think that's expected for the genre, at least of the time. I suppose I haven't seen many screwball comedies, mm. so. Well, I think this is definitely one of the first, definitely one of the archetypal ones. Uh, but I think a lot genre of genre defining, at least. A lot of my favorite moments were nonverbal acting. Was when Cary Grant was in the middle of two people talking, and yeah. he was just making really funny eye yeah. movements or gestures. Or it was a lot of gesturing, a yeah. lot of you know. I, I appreciated those subtle moments there because was, you're right; it was blazing oh, a fast. Lot of, a there lot was, of acting is in reacting, yeah, yeah. right, and not. I gotta say these words so fast, right? You know? And they yeah. finally had a moment to act, yeah. You know, right. so. Yeah, like there was a there was a to go off of that, there was a moment where uh where Cary Grant was talking to the poet, and the most interesting part of that whole scene was Hildy mm. sitting there and everything she was doing yeah. with her eyes. Um along those lines, I thought one of the most interesting characters as far as reactions go was the I don't know, the process server or the guy that was delivering the the uh, yeah. uh the uh the pardon like from the governor oh, petico yeah, yeah or something like that <laughs> but, uh, but like just his interaction of being like caught in between two characters constantly and just, just like ping-ponging around and like yeah. you know him mugging had a the, funny he, face yeah he, he had yeah. a real funny face he did have a funny face that's true yeah, yeah like, uh, those eyes a, that he was Stan doing. Sort hey, of hey, hey, Pettibone, good face. His name is yeah. Billy Gilbert. He's mm. obviously been vaudeville, yeah. Yeah. comedy yeah. stuff. Stan yeah. Laurel was the guy who spotted yeah. him originally. Yeah, a, few yeah. times, yeah. a few times I noticed uh, uh, um, Cary Grant kind of breaking accent, too. There were a few mm. times, which well, later in his accent. career, well, he's English, right? So I think, oh, really? yeah, he's, he's English. He's English Whoa. born. Yeah. So he was known for his transit Atlantic accent, yeah, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, and, the old Cape, Cape yeah, Hepburn. Yeah, accent. yeah, and and so I think this was still early enough in his film career that you can kind of some like some words mm. are like, uh, I can kind of tell that you're British there. Yeah. Um, but I think he does better. Like he gets into like suspicion days. It's it's you know, which is yeah, only like a he, like ten years later, something like that. So. He sounds very different. I, I've seen North by Northwest, and that's yeah. fifty nine, so it's a long time from right. now. But if if he sounds different, mm. he's just getting old yeah. too. Wow, but. it's thirty. You're fifty nine. 59. 20 years. Sixty nine. <laughs> I'm not a mathematician. Yeah, I thought 69 for a second for some reason. Well, I will say, I, I think Cary Grant was very charming. I think there's not a lot of people who could pull this role off. He's always charming. I mean, that's why he was Cary Grant. <laughs> okay. Reminded, yeah, well, well, I mean, like, like yeah, he was, Jimmy he was Stewart the studio guy. Yeah. But he he deserves it, I think. He deserves this reputation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. He's good. He's funny when he needs to be. He's dramatic when he needs to be. He's even a little bit noble in the end for, for moments. He's got, you know, these... Moments where you really genuinely believe he's turning a good corner. Yeah, until until you and, figure out that he, you yeah, know, until yeah. you not figure out but remember yeah. what he did with the counterfeit money. He, he reminded me a lot of uh, George <laughs> Clooney in this Just one. Just take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. It's fucking great. I think That's they great. had good verbal chemistry too. And yeah. by verbal, I mean they played off each other sure. with the lines really quickly well. I well didn't casted, yeah. feel as much 
physical chemistry with him, no, but I did feel none. that verbal yeah. it, to the thing. point that it was strange, especially yeah. at the end. Like obviously, you know, it's a joke. She, you know, she holds the the bags and stuff at the end, but yeah. there's no hug, no kiss. Then they get they're like, oh, let's get remarried, yeah, but you know, back. they don't even shake hands. <laughs> it's just a little. little well, I think it's one of those things where like. The movie really could have ended like five minutes sooner, and like you know, we got the idea that they yeah. were back yeah. together. Yeah. And they were just I think to, like, too. I well, think they wanted too to go that, for that joke that they weren't going to get their honeymoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that if they if they had gone a little less like enthusiastic with her at the end, it might yeah. have turned yeah. out a little better. I yeah. think the fact there. that suddenly she yep. is like, oh, we're going to finally get that honeymoon. Yep. Then you're like, where the hell did this come from? Yeah. Because you more, were just about to marry somebody else. Yeah. If so, she was more reluctant and sarcastic in taking yeah. that in. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. All of us that's, were a little thrown by that. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, that's, that's kind of one of the, one that of was the definitely yeah. a little, yeah. uh, yeah, I would Daenerys say that that's Targaryen. a total issue. That, yeah, that is the primary tonal issue. Yes. Well, the your example taste was left in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. it's the, the ending. Okay. It's yeah. tough, tough to fuck that yeah. up. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. It still, I, I, I still find this enjoyable. It doesn't really ruin oh, no. it for me. Hey, but, hey and it's yeah. enjoyable. I'm yeah. not saying it's not enjoyable. I'm just saying. You yeah, know. it's great up until we're, the last we're 10 on a, seconds. We're on, a, Pretty much. we're on a podcast to be critical, right? Very yeah. much so. Okay. Uh, All right. No, no, we're I'm just going to kiss butt the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Butt well, the whole being, time. being critical doesn't necessarily mean Critique? Being... Where does that come, word come from? What? Where does the word critique well, come the, from? We're, we're here to, we're here to that's, analyze. Latin. That's the John Lovitz show. We're here to analyze. We should call this the then the, the, the analyst podcast. No, that's another podcast. I do that <laughs> one alone. Gentlemen. Ew. <laughs> Faster? Oh, God damn it. That's Playing not that? the right thing. He pressed the wrong uh, thing. Are you ready to guess the gross? Uh, yeah, today. Uh, we didn't really, we were finished okay. talking about the characters. We, yeah, yeah we, okay, we fine, didn't even go. Fuck you. Okay, so we'll yes. guess the gross in a bit. No. Yeah. Well, it's just a little tease. What's the other characters? Yeah. Well, we didn't even talk about Rosalind Russell. Rosalind Russell. Was that Hildy? That's Hildy. Oh, she's fantastic. Sean, what'd you think of Hildy? Like her? Did you like Hildy? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, it's a, again the the ending makes it harder to uh, mm. to yes. really love her. Um, but yeah, I mean, she was um, definitely. I don't think again, it's like that always sunny thing. I don't know that you're supposed to like any of these people. Uh, you are, I think, supposed to identify with the fact that she's like really trying to get away from her, you know, her previous life and settle mm-hmm. down and like you know, trying not to be part of this thing anymore. Um, and, you know, it's very clear that she gets easily drawn back in. Um, but just yeah. to ask, and cause it may have been something that I missed. Um, how long ago did they get a divorce? I don't think six it, months. It, I don't think they said six months. Yeah. Did oh, they okay, say so, short, so she short went term? for, she went for, uh, like six weeks uh-huh. somewhere. I forget. And mm-hmm. then she did four months in Bermuda. Okay. Okay. That's all they say. Yeah, yeah. So that's like after the paperwork. That's like not just like, oh, you're divorced. I, don't know. Oh, I, I want got, a divorce. Okay, we're divorced. I never got There's a divorce. Isn't that kind something of paperwork you can do? Like a Seven Eleven or an REI? No, no, For yeah, the most part, complicated. Yeah. It's not really well, that you hard. Get, <laughs> you can get the adventure passes yeah, at REI. Sure. <laughs> granted, I think. I, granted, I think in the time you couldn't do it, but like, if it was made in this day and age. They would still be married, right? It would be like the sweet home Alabama situation where they're still married technically, 
He's supposed to sign the paper, but he won't do it. That but kind of thing, you know what I mean? Because he's that's, in love with her. Right, because he's that's in love clear. with her. That's what they would do <laughs> these days, you know? He can't yeah. get over But back then, I don't think you could do that. Not yeah. at that time. What's Look, he got? You know? He's got his dog and a boat plane. In know? fact, actually, at that time, probably divorce was even kind of like, that was kind of like, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. 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 You know, that, to like, me, that's the most surprising thing about this is that, yeah. yeah I would say so, yeah. The, it, I think like at that time, you know, there's a lot of things that we see that they're brushing off and feels kind of weird. Mm -hmm. But I think that would have been one of the weirdest things for the the uh, contemporary audience of the time. I was right, thinking yeah. that in that in that the longest scene in the whole fucking yeah, film, yeah. you know, probably not actually the longest scene, but it felt long, mm. um, was just like, man, isn't, isn't divorce a little more taboo than that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently in New York, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I also spent a fair amount of time wondering which city this was set in. I assume New York. Yeah, they're going to, they, up to they Albany. Had one, they had like they're taking a train to Albany. I'll be at Alcatraz oh, in an hour. They did say Alcatraz, yeah, which threw me off just a little bit. Wait, what? Yeah. What? He said he'd be Wait. in Alcatraz in an what? hour. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. totally missed that. That was oh, weird. So, That's so weird. His, uh, so, uh, of course. The gangster guy. Of yeah. Of course, Walter Burns' best friend is like this hired thug dude that calls him <laughs> boss. You know? Yeah. And like does yeah. all his dirty work. Ends up kidnapping the, kidnapping her mother, her, her mother soon to be mother-in-law yeah. for him uh, out of convenience. Um But uh, uh, he had the line. Uh, oh, where, okay. Yeah. He was after the car wreck. You know, he's, yeah. he's like, hey, go do this thing. Like, yeah. Okay. So they did then set it in well, a place, right? I they they like kind of vaguely set, set it in a place. I mean, yeah, it's trained to Albany. suggested that it was in New York. It was never stated that it was anywhere. You it's know? it's yeah. a big city that yeah. is train distance from Albany. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> really, you know, it was the it was, it was back lot. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was. We're in it, was City. it was. Yeah, it was Warner Brothers. Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah that's it's, what it is. It's a soundstage, yeah. mostly. Yes. But yeah, and Gate yeah. Fourteen. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let me just get back to Rosalind Russell really quick. I, I really think she did a great job, considering she had one of the toughest acting jobs I think I've ever seen. Just the dialogue is insanely paced. The dialogue is really difficult. There's a lot of like specific words and lines that are tough, and she has to go back and forth without other actors playing off or just going with different telephones. Oh, yeah, from yeah, telephone yeah. It yeah, was just was fantastic. It, she's just a really great... I thought she was great. I, I really enjoyed her. And her lines, I, I thought were so fantastic that and ad-libbed, I just reading in Wikipedia, I found out that she had a, a ghostwriter who wrote her a bunch of ad-libbed lines every mm -hmm. day before the shoot and she would spout them off and and, and no one would realize, uh, supposedly except for Cary Grant who did know and would kind of give her some shit for it. But <laughs> hilarious, you know, that she had a little ghostwriter just for those ad-lib moments. Mm -hmm. I, it's kind of Man, what a what a dick measuring contest this whole movie was. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it really was. And Cary Grant, I'm sure, played a big part of that. I'm sure he was trying yeah, to yeah yeah keep uh, you know one upping everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Let's, so what's uh, what 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 do we got next on? Well, we're gonna here? move on to this uh, this game, I suppose. Oh, so now well, you want to play yeah. the game? Uh -oh, hey, he hey, John, which, which button can do we, we need play to press? Guess the gross. Let's play it. All right, if we have to. I mean, oh, we, we got to write waiting. it down. Everybody get ready to write down stuff. Oh, I don't have a pen. Oh, it's okay. Jesus Put it in Christ. your phone. Here, somebody give me a marker. I'll write them on the back of Derek's cards. Oh, you are the get worst. Get your shit together. Take all your shit and put it in a bag. Put it in a bag and, and just take it somewhere, you know? All right, guys. <laughs> do we have to pay a royalty if we do that too much? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. uh, so today we are going to be doing movies about reporters. Oh, goodness. First up, a comedy about truth justice, and other special effects. In 1997, directed by Barry Levinson, mm. came out Wag the Dog. 
Wag the dog. Wag the dog. What year? I'm sorry. 1997. Oh, Dustin Hoffman. You know, I used to really like him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite movies of Which year like, all did you time. Say again? This is 97. 97? Yeah. 97. Uh, we have Wag Dustin Hoffman, dog. Robert De Niro, Anne Heche, Woody Harrelson, Dennis Leary, Woody Nelson. Uh, no Fuck other me. names I really recognize. Um, Kristen Dunst. Dunst. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's oh, like. Oh, and Harlan oh. Williams. <laughs> Kirsten, that's like uh, Kirsten. yeah, it's that's like uh, like interview with a vampire, Kirsten Dunst. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Well, yep, yep. So, gentlemen, 1997's in, uh, interview, <laughs> wag the dog, <laughs> um, Derek. What do you think? I put 21 million. 21 million. Says over. Derek Laporte. Ah, shit. Uh, I still think you're over yeah, with know. that cast. Yeah, Tim Snow. 78. I said 78 Whoa. million. Probably way Snow. overshot. I, I said 52. 52 million dollars on Wag the Dog says Joey. I believe Joey comes in the closest there Ooh. at 43 million dollars. Well, piss. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bummer. I almost I almost doubled that. Gentlemen. Meet Andy Sachs. No, no, no. A no, million was... girls would kill to have her job. She's not one of them. In 2006, directed by David Frankel. We have the Devil Wears Prada. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! I, can't I only believe just yawned. I was growing. I, I didn't even know this was a better report. Do this one, okay? Um, I've never seen it. It yeah, was just I on it was a list of movies picture. about reporters. I thought it was. Yeah, about fashion. I think it's about a fashion reporter. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, well, then, because you whatever. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Okay, I got an answer. All right, I okay, got me I got too. Right on, uh, uh, Joey. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven million dollars, mm. Tim. Uh, Seventy-eight million dollars. Seventy-eight million dollars. <laughs> the same one you said. Last yes, time? it is. Uh, and Derek. Sixty-four million dollars. Sixty-four million dollars. Right. Well, you guys are all fucking way off. Uh, Joseph takes it by being the closest, but still pretty far away at one hundred and twenty-four wow. million dollars. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. The Devils Wear Prada. It was a burgeoning <laughs> economy then. That's it. The mm. bubble was. Yep. That's true. That's before Buying everyone lost houses. their house. I got my yeah, house. Everyone was taking out loans and yeah. going to see movies, and it was Smart. the heyday. Exactly. Yeah. Take a vacation. See a movie. Also selling yeah. like that or like crazy that year. Yeah. If only your guesses reflected that, gentlemen. Break the story. You can't see, but break the silence. Blinking at Joey. In 2015, Mr. Tom, Tom McCarthy released Spotlight. <gasps> I like this. <gasps> mm. I didn't say it. So what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in this movie, we have Mark Ruffalo and Michael Keaton. Um, Levi Schreiber. Liev Schreiber. Yeah, that guy, that guy. Uh, you know. Oh, St uh, Stanley Tucci's in there. Stanley uh, Tucci. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. So 2015. We'll start out with uh, Tim Snow. Uh, $78 million. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 32 bucks. $32 million, says Tim Snow. Derek? 24. $24 million, says Derek. Okay, I overshot it. I said 70. $70 million. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, comes in at uh, $45 million. Oh, Sock uh, Fools. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, know, so uh, you know who 12 of that was? Who? Yours truly. Right oh, yeah. 12 million? Yeah, 12 million. You spent 12 Man, million on that? I spent 12 yeah. million dollars going to see it at, uh, <laughs> at, AMC, uh, at the a Landmark Cinema in Clark in Chicago. <laughs> I rented out the theater. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. He's having the worst day of his life over 
Andover. Uh, in 1993, Harold Ramis released Groundhog's Day. That was Groundhog 93? Day. That was 93. Wow. Yes. I didn't realize that was like contemporary with In Utero. Yeah, obviously starring Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, Chris Elliott, the wonderful Stephen Tobolowski. Yeah. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, go Stephen. Yep. Yeah. I'm a new I'm friend a new of the podcast. Fan. <laughs> I'm a new fan. Yeah. You know, Stephen's a listener. <laughs> well, I don't know listeners. if he listens. <laughs> oh, he does. He listens to uh, anyone. I believe. <laughs> exactly. You guys can't tell me anything different. Mm. Probably if you put his name in the title of this, that's he'll true. come and listen. Yeah. And Hi, Stephen. Search. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, 93's uh, Groundhog Day. Mr. Uh, Joseph Bonnier. $63 million. $63 million. Derek Laporte. Damn. I guessed also 63. So 60. I'm going to go 62. You can't. No, if you wrote it down. I wrote 63. Yeah, you can't change it after the fact. Fudge That's not is that. writing it down. Uh, Mr. Tim Snow. $78 million. No, no, no. Uh, 48 million bucks. You really should have went Wait, with $78 what? million dollars this time. Would I have been right? <laughs> it is $70 million. Yeah. Uh, so, so me and Joey tie. Yep, you split that one. Nice. Good yep. job, fellas. I'm proud yep. of you both. Yeah, thank you. Split the difference. Yeah, we guessed each other's guess. Yeah. Way to guess the guess. Jinx. Guess the guess. Guess the guess. That's going to be the next game. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. They bring you the news so you don't have to get it yourself. In 2004. Langoliers. Adam McKay released Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Oh, goodness oh, gracious. Gosh. Uh, 2004, The Legend of... I'm going to go too high. Uh, obviously, that is starring the incomparable Will Ferrell. Is he incomparable? Well, yeah, that, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything good. Um, <laughs> I like him. Just, yeah, I don't like him in starring roles. If he's like a supporting character or something, he's fine. But like him in the fucking... Uh, um, uh, John C. Riley movies. I can't take the two of them. Oh, see, like some of them work. I watched Sherlock and or I watched oh, God, Holmes and Watson horrible. on an airplane. Yeah. Oh my God. The other day, that that one was like to sleep to the. Well, I didn't. I didn't yeah. make it to sleep. I made it to shutting it off. The first scene was a little funny when mm -hmm. when John C. Riley's character is going to kill himself and the. Uh, I didn't see it. Some of it's kind of funny. Well, but uh, I enjoyed Step Brothers. Either way, we are on Anchorman with Will Ferrell, Christine Appleby, Take Paul Rudd, Stephen Carell, uh, David Kushner, whatever. Uh, so, Derek, what do you yeah, got there? I got 102. 102 million, 102. Yeah. Tim Snow. What the fuck? One. I said 102 as okay. well. You said, you said 102? Get out of each other's heads. I hands. swear to Fudge, God. dude. Well, it's a good thing we're writing them down. What the right hell? So Joey's raising yeah. his right hand now, and Derek is at the same <laughs> Me time. <too>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim, what was your guess? Uh, 121. $121 million. Yeah. And again, the team of Derek and Joey take it Dad, go. at uh, $85 million. 85. Yeah, almost almost 85. Went lower, too. That's still a lot of money, you know? Me. I mean, you can buy a yeah. car I'm going to have that. to second guess my guess. <laughs> <laughs> what would Joey guess? Okay, guess something different. No, I'm just... Um, you know, it's that psychic thing coming yeah. through. All right, guys. Last one on the charts today. It's kind of a big deal. In 2013, Adam McKay released Anchorman 2. Ugh. The legend continues. Gross. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that one uh, obviously stars the Will Ferrells again. Have you guys heard Steve the Ron Carrell, Burgundy Paul podcast? Rudd. 
Um, nope. Oh, you don't have to. I mean, yeah, like, it's not actually Will Ferrell, is it? It's just no, someone, it is. Oh, it is, is. Yeah, it's you know, he's the, just like not really even in character. Or, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's kind of fishing in an empty pond. Yeah, right on. <laughs> uh, oh, Harrison Ford's in this one. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so, Derek, what do you think for? I got one thirty-eight million. One hundred and thirty-eight million. Is that the same oh, guess pass. as you? No. <laughs> Tim, uh, I have a one written down. All right. So okay. one so billion one, dollars. <laughs> one million one dollars. One million dollars. Wow, it popped. <laughs> And Joseph Bonnier. See, I have trouble with this one because I, it's a worse movie. It's a worse movie. Sequels generally get more money. But it, it came out later. Know, came out later. You know this movie cleaned up, though. I don't think so. I think I got such shitty reviews. Okay, go ahead. I'm saying $73 million. Oh, wow. So they're not going to be I could be very first. wrong. Yeah, Mr. Derek takes this one away. It says $125 million. Yeah. But against my own yep. logic there. I yep. mean, it, it, people are fucking cattle, man. Also, you guys got to figure, like, these days, like, the price of tickets have just skyrocketed That's compared to like yeah. 10 years ago. It's it's a big difference. It used to be like five, it's seven bucks to go see difference. a movie. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays, like, what what is it? Like $20 a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, <laughs> well, five, five dollars? Not everyone is a premium member. <laughs> you know? You used to be for, able to go see, go, go, go the one dollar show. You know, you just slide it under the program that we could mention mm. if we were being paid. Yeah. Just yeah. slid it. Slid into the he shall bell hop, you know, and yeah. he let you in. I feel like that's a that's a we should get sponsored by them. We could <laughs> do it. The who? theater who who must no, not be named. Fuck yeah, them. the theater we shall not name. <laughs> no, okay, fuck, yeah, fuck we them. should. Why not? Fuck them. Yeah, Why they, not? Maybe I won't have to pay my twenty dollars a month anymore. I get a discount. I get a discount on my sodas. <laughs> you sellouts. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anywho, else we here? Did we did we finish this game? Yeah. Is that it? You uh, won, Joey. Wait a minute, Joey. Joey. You won. You won. You won. God, ungracious oh, winner. Oh, good job, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Title we taken from I you. I thought we were chastising you for some reason, so I was jumping on that bandwagon. There you go. Yeah, now it's, now <laughs> it's music. All right, now you. it's over, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how this movie sounded. Obviously, the dialogues. Any glissandos? Were there, was there music in this? Let's start with glissandos. Pretty Very much new. Uh, I'm going to say 99% of this movie had no music. Yep. There's nice. only one moment at the end. Well, the credits, obviously. <laughs> but one moment at the end where Hildy starts to cry at the end, and they added some uh, strings yeah, for the, emphasis. Uh, a zero Dark Thirty ending. That was the least believable cry, too. <laughs> yeah. I, also yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if you're talking about Zero Dark Thirty. I, didn't see, I don't know oh. if I saw the end of that. It's a decent movie, Is but it's really annoying that she just cries movie? at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that the one with Benicio Del Toro? Mm, no. That's, no. Is that, that's that Black Hawk? No. no. That's, uh, it's, um, um, um Sicario. 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 Mm. What a great movie. What a terrible sequel. <laughs> yes. Mm. The Great movie, terrible. terrible. See, I walked out of the theater uh, for Soldado. I refuse to see it. I, I just couldn't sit through it because I, I like a good action movie. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a red-blooded American. Like, uh, <laughs> Do you remember the moments in this movie of like, kind of like no sound almost? Yes. There, there was, was a really, few. really good few. ones. Yeah. The, one, the, uh, the, Very the few, first but a few. moment after Molly Malloy like that's stormed out. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the only, you that's really the moment. Felt that was the, that, that was, was the, the only moment, moment the where anybody in the movie really felt human. Correct. And really yeah. felt 
you know, like really owned up to who they allowed themselves to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was a a nice reprieve from some of the onslaught <laughs> yeah. of comedy. So <laughs> I misunderstood what Derek meant because Derek said no sound. And when mm-hmm. I heard no sound, I thought literally no sound. There were a couple of moments of that, which, that which bugged the shit out of me. More but like yeah. editing but, mistakes than yeah. Actual, but before yeah. we do get to that, Derek, I just want to say you're absolutely right. I think, and you guys are both right. That moment was awesome, and it, they and they let that breathe. It was it was crazy how yeah. long it was breathing. I'm like, are they still gonna let this go? And they broke up the tension really well at these moments. You know, someone knocking on the door, or or uh, or just a phone ringing, or something like that, or even mm. just like the the um, the effect of the guns that would break up the yeah. tension sometimes too. They did a great job at it. There was, and, and obviously, there's no real moments of silence besides that. So when there's constant dialogue, when you do have these dynamic changes in the volume, it's just that much more impactful mm-hmm. and, and drastic. Yeah, yeah. But quickly, their sound dropouts in between shots yeah. were crazy. I couldn't believe <gasps> that they just took out the room tone. That and, feels more like a um, you know cobbling together of old films for than sure. it is you know an mm. in, a, a, yeah. you know, artistic integrity sort yeah. of. Yeah, thing. I noticed specifically one time when like uh, it was like a. Cary Grant line, like right before his line, it was like nothing. Mm. Yeah, and that one, that one jumped out to me, even as a not totally super active listener, like sure. to the sound. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so somebody would totally notice that. I think for sure. Yeah, when you cut off like at the end of his word or mm-hmm. the beginning of his word, it's just very noticeable. Um, apart from that, obviously, I, I like the overlapping dialogue. I think they did a great job of making sure the lines that were overlapped were not super important. Oh, to mm. me, the fucking booming and sound mixing on this were just amazing. Absolutely. Like, uh, no multi-track recording at this yeah, time. Yeah. So they had to flip on one mic and flip on another one. So they had to, yeah. I'm assuming they had multiple microphones and they had to no kind of way. switch yeah. between them. Wow. Yeah, Unless they were crazy. running individual recorders on each person. They is- had to have, because like there was so much overlapping dialogue. Um, well, it's possible that they're just, there, there wasn't individual tracks, but there were still mixers. So you could have like two channels coming in at the same okay. time. You just had to make sure they were both perfect. I do understand that there were sound mixers on set oh, yeah. because they, uh, of what I read about oh. them speeding up the dialogue to make it even I heard, snappier. I heard that was more reported. I'm not sure that was, that's more of an urban legend. Uh, but I, I guess it's possible. I think that's a little weirder to speed up the sound. The only way that that on made- set. The only way that made sense to me is the idea of recording someone playing it back faster so that they could hear themselves saying it faster and match that tonality. So it's more like okay. the musicality, like the the sound boot or the, you know, ADR sort of trick of like making that. it musical rather than, you know, saying That's words. definitely possible mm. for mm. sure. Mm. Uh, either way, great job sound mixing on, yeah. you know, production mm-hmm. sound mixing probably yeah. would, should win an award. Or I still do think there were microphones hidden in the telephones. No, you're right. No, no doubt. I mean, yeah. I think that it oh, was, yeah, it's, it's a perfect size for a condenser yeah, exactly. yeah. diaphragm. I love those old phones. Yeah. There's just something about them. I just love them. Yep. I just love all yeah. the old tech. That's one of the things I like about fun. this podcast is like seeing all the weird old technology yeah, yeah. and shit. Yeah, you guys fucking filled your pants up when we saw those old batteries. While we're on sound, <laughs> while we're on sound for a moment, I want to ask you guys something because I found this kind of weird thing today. Mm. I, I I like basically I googled best boom operators ever <laughs> was he okay. on this one no 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 listen and i came I up with this that. is it a picture yeah, of Joey? i came up with there's there's actually like there's no, a ranker pink, list pink shorts guy there's from a, Star Wars. there's actually a ranker <laughs> list for this yeah. and the number one guy is abe doolinger does anybody know who he is no abe no 
I Abe? always thought it was Doolinger. Maybe it? it's Doolinger. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, the famous yeah, Abe Doolinger. Yeah, you know yeah. Abe Doolinger. Yeah, he was from 20 feet from stardom or something is his credit on this thing. Hmm. But like they got like this list of like these random people and it's clearly people who probably just voted for themselves, oh, yeah. I'm assuming, to yeah. get on this thing. No one yeah. knows Boom Operator, so how the hell are you going to get famous? Yeah. yeah. Right. So you just vote for yourself? On well, I, I worked with a guy that had won a, I that believe it was- funny. I remember an, you doing that earlier today at work. <laughs> Uh, well, he had won a sound mixing Emmy, and uh, he said that it's the same like six shows that get nominated every year, mm. yeah. and every year they just all agree to vote for this show, and the next year everyone agrees to vote for the mixer from this show. Yeah. So they just kind of like trade awards every year for those nice. things. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't think it's hard to win an Emmy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 it. If the people that win the Emmys, especially those technical ones, are more just on the shows that get recognized, yeah. Yeah. more so than being like the best sound engineer in the field. Like it is, you know, it's just be, it's more so getting lucky enough to be on that show. I think so, but to be to get on the show, you probably have to be good. Oh yeah, yeah, place. certainly. I could have gone Emmys. to the Emmys once. <laughs> yeah. Seat filler? Not the Emmys, but uh, like this the, guy named Emmy. Sold I remember drugs. the Chicago <laughs> Emmys when I worked for uh, Jerry Bryant Music Television in uh, Chicago. Is, this daytime Emmys. I have no idea. Right on. Does I didn't Oprah have a, win every year? I didn't have yes. a suit, so I could not go. Is the daytime <laughs> Emmys held during the day or is it at night? It's you at night because they're all working during the day. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. And people, you know, they feel better about drinking. Ah, totally. yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Can't have a good show without. Can't. Yeah. Can't drink in the day. Uh, yes, I mean, this, can. this boom <laughs> operator on this thing, a regular Abe Doolinger, man. Without a doubt. A regular How many Abe? times? Yeah. Doolinger. Doolinger. Such a fucking Doolinger. Yeah. Abe, hey, hey, I know Abe. you're a listener. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right? Wait, we, I want to apologize we need to, for Derek. No, we need him to email in how his name's All pronounced. All right, Mr. Doolinger, please email in. You know, See, you, can, you just said it different. You said Doolinger. 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 Now okay. let them do All their right. little bit. That's cute. <laughs> what? What who's, are you talking about? Who's on first? I guess yeah. there's some some uh, there's some dissent yeah. on the podcast as to what interests people out Basically there. Basically, what it what it boils <laughs> down to. We're in the sound corner right now. None of this interests yeah. people. So we yeah. can continue. Yeah. Yeah. It boils Shots down to, uh, to me and Derek being tough to be around. <laughs> <laughs> it is very tough. Yeah, very I know. Tough. Yeah, I yeah. think about that sometimes. I'll buy that for a dollar. All right. Um. Okay. Any, I, any more on the sound? I actually yeah. wanted to ask or you guys: Did you guys, did you guys mind not, not having any music? Uh, I didn't fucking notice it. Okay, what'd you think? Um, I mean, I think there were. No, I, I guess I didn't really mind. I mean, I don't think any of this was going for any emotional weight whatsoever. I okay. never felt like this was going for any emotional well, weight. Well, there's so sometimes there's where never, not even, some, not even in that one moment. Maybe that one moment. That yeah. one moment actually hits <laughs> but that real one humanity moment, to That it. one moment happens because there's no talk, right? So it doesn't yeah. need anything, well, really. Well, there could be music not just for emotional. You know, you could yeah. have comedic moments, too. Well, I thought the the sound of the dialogue itself was musical, like the, you know, just the, that rhythm, it, it filled in those holes. So you didn't need music. Like most of the time when you're watching these movies and like, you're like, Hey, where the fuck is the music? It's because nothing's happening. And you're just kind of like watching people be awkward together. But yeah. these people were just kind of like, so, so much in each other's forth. grooves yeah. that like, you know, there was yeah. no fucking downtime to like, like you said, you didn't even process yeah. that there wasn't music. And for the most part, I didn't until later I started to realize I'm like, Oh fuck, there hasn't been music this whole yeah. 
yeah. time. Yeah. I, yeah I, like when Joey started talking about the sound, I was like, was there music in yeah. this? I didn't know. You know, because it's it the, the dialogue in this is almost like an aural dance routine. Yep. You know, it's yeah. just, it, it's it's fascinating to watch. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. I don't Verbal think there'd be a dressage. Yeah. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Anybody else got anything? Is that the uh, the flower you put on your date's hand? No, that's the things that the horses do. Yeah, oh. dressage. Oh. You know the trick. You know? Oh, the prancy thing. Trot? Yeah, the yeah, prance. Yeah, prancy yeah. yeah. dressage yeah. with the socks. Hashtag the, that. The, those of us in the know call prancy horse. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag that, guys. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. cellulite breakdown. Hashtag, hashtag dressage. <laughs> no, no. Verbal dressage. Verbal dressage. You got to make sure you have the whole thing. Because right, we otherwise, we're just podcast. talking about the mm. verbal dressage. Verbal dressage. Verbal dressage. I can't even verbal say dressage? it. Verbal dressage. Okay, we need a new announcer, too. Sure, guys. You're on my first drink. I don't know. What's next? I don't know. the fucking Are we going to cast it today? Let's cast it today. All right. So. George Clooney. For yeah. Who? Good call. Ooh, George Clooney uh, opposite Meryl Streep. Just a little old. Nah, Meryl Streep. Wow. Ages, yeah. Sean. No, no, I was thinking like- She was talking about going to have kids, man. Okay. There's like, you know, hey. there's limits. Hey. <laughs> sure, the kid would come out there's, a little there's down. biology. <laughs> okay, we're changing to go have grandkids. <laughs> I gotta go have grandkids. I don't think that's how biology I, works. That's so, how it works. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. That's an easy rewrite, you old bastards. Yeah, um, easy. Oh, but, now we're gonna uh, rewrite the script so, for your cast. So, no, no, no. I'm thinking it's just like when you're when you're thinking about like casting it today. Mm. It's not like who'd be good in it. It's okay, who could handle this? Yeah, you know, George Clooney, Ariana Grande. Do you think George Clooney could handle this much yeah. dialogue? Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, brother, where art thou? He is yeah. this uh, character. Yeah, I've uh, seen that picture yet. Oh, that's yeah. a great one. Um, I mean, he's pretty quick in Oceans. Yeah, yeah. Looks eleven. A lot like he's quick. I mean, I is don't he know. He could talk very fast. He could really, he, really he could talk looking. very fast. He was. You know, he's a cobbler. A f- what? He a like makes shoes for fun. <laughs> he also uh, tequila too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, also tequila. tequila. He doesn't own it anymore. They all make yeah. tequila. He sold it for, for like what I understand, mil- billion dollars. Lots of money. It's a really well-known tequila company. Yeah. Man, we go off on tangents fast. We do. <laughs> uh, well, so, he's the actor in the film, so we got to give him off the tequila. Yeah, and so, uh, what do you think about Amy so, Poehler? Oliver Platt. Maybe. for. Ooh. That's funny you said. I was thinking Megan Mullally. Kind oh, of, like, yeah, like, a little old, though, again. Yeah, yeah. She's got also that energy. Shrill. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that many words coming that fast that, out of that voice? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, she's I'm a, on Tim's side here. Listen to her voice in your head. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, Sarah Huxfine, maybe. Mm. Like, uh, like what about uh, like uh, uh, who's the uh, who's the uh, who's the little hands one from uh, Saturday Night Live? Oh yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, Kristen, Kristen Wig. Wig. Kristen Wig. Yeah, yeah. she, she might be able to handle the dialogue. Uh, I think so. She, yeah, she could hang probably. I don't know. But who I, talks I just don't like fast? Her. It's I, just I like about her. Who talks uh, fast? I mean, if you've seen yeah. Hudsucker, Jennifer Jason Kinda. Lee pulls it off very well. Jennifer Jason Lee is amazing in everything, and I think she should have been in this movie. She was. It's called Hudsucker Proxy, and they made it like 50 years later. I gotta see Hudsucker <laughs> Proxy. But, uh, did you, I don't know if you guys mentioned this. Did you say Billy Wilder made the front page in that? Ace in the Hole. No, I know. He also remade the front page in 1972 or 74 with, oh, ja- really? with, with Jack Lemon and Walter Matha. Oh, wow. wow. There you go. Because Hildy is not supposed to be a woman. It's Originally, Hildy was a man. Yeah. Yeah. So it could yeah. be the they, reason they, they fucking cast- uh, Captain Marveled her? The reason they cast Hildy as a woman in this is because uh, they named when it his they were, girl Friday. 
Can you chill the fuck out no. for like just a second? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, his guy Friday? So, no, 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 yeah. It was supposed to be his boy Friday. Oh, he can say bullshit? <laughs> hey, but my you... boy! No. Uh, Bob a boy! Um, <laughs> hey, Johnny! All right, come on, dude. Uh, <laughs> so, in the casting, they were originally casting for it, and he was having his secretary do the line reads, yeah. feeding lines for Hildy. And he liked the way that a woman's voice sounded doing those lines so much, they rewrote it to be a woman. And then, you know, rewrote that, that whole scenario with uh, the husband. And the, that makes sense. Yeah. It's the secretary's fault. Yeah. Yeah. So let's cast the secretary in this part. <laughs> okay. Somebody's secretary yeah. can be Hildy. Uh, Bob Iger. His secretary. My mom. Mm. Okay. Should be great. Yeah, Tim's mom. Great. Yeah. Man. George re- Clooney and Tim's mom. Yeah. George Clooney and my mother. <laughs> Any ideas for the uh the sheriff or the is it the sheriff or the police captain? The um yeah. the guy that lost sheriff. the gun. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. Who what was he from? I yeah. Uh, he was so familiar yeah, looking. Familiar. I gotta look that up. Uh, yeah. yeah, look it up. Um, I don't know. Uh, I can't think of someone for him. He, maybe like a Patton Oswalt or someone. Patton Oswalt would be That's great. Not a, he's not a bad choice. He's got to like be, be like witty, but also a bumbling fool. And I think yeah. Patton Oswalt toes that line really, really well. Yeah. That yeah. would be that would be a yeah. possibility. Shout out to Patton. <laughs> he's a listener. Pat. Yeah. Yep. He's a fan. And what about the uh, the um, the process server? The uh, the guy oh, that... Man. Uh, oh, so uh, oh, man. I had somebody for that. Uh, <laughs> Horatio Sense. Huh? Actually, not yeah. bad. Yeah, not bad. Not all, bad. Right. Not bad. all right. What's uh, what's Fluffy up to? Oh, Oliver uh, Platt. I was gonna say uh, Fluffy. He's not bumbling. Is maybe mid nineties Platt. Mm. Yeah, what earlier is, uh, Platt. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Platt's too what is John Lovett yeah. doing anymore? Lake Plattson. Ooh, you know? yeah. yeah, an old Lovett. A really old Lovett. I heard him on a podcast recently. He's still alive. Who? Yeah, John Lovett. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the critic himself. It could be I like a really old doing. processor. Yeah. It could be really he's still sad. Alive. Like right now, like he's uh, doing stand up. I bet he like, lives in town. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah. And Seems I'm like, reaping all the benefits. Exactly. He is fuck. He's money. John Lovett would be great in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, any of these roles. <laughs> so some of the some of my favorite characters in this movie, actually, one of my favorite characters was Williams, um, and and my other favorite Williams Williams w- w- the murderer. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I I loved his character, and I loved one of the reporters in particular. Um, I don't know if anybody listening is going to remember this. I don't know if you guys remember this, but he's the one that threw the cigarette on the ground after Molly. Malloy stormed out of the room. Mm-hmm. He was the mustached yeah, one with the that. glasses. There's just something so endearing about both of those guys, like this sort of a puppy dog kind of a thing. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know where I was going with that, but uh, that's how I feel. Watch out for the puppy dog guy. Yeah. Throws a cigarette. Throws a cigarette. Yep. Great. Yep. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, next up, we got the camera section, correct? Tell us about camera. 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 So we gotta uh, focus on the editing in this part. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, let's work on yeah, the cinematography. That's part of it. Well, there's there. not really a whole lot of cinematography going on here. There's you know there your basic a, wide shots. Keep them in shot. You know, and, the opener was really interesting yeah, yeah. though because uh, yeah. they opened on that uh, slider just, shot. Yeah, just, well, they weren't sliders, but yeah. dolly <laughs> shot, whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> I'd yeah. love to see a slider that has one of those yeah. cameras on it. They do have them, but yeah, that's it's crazy. And uh, yeah, but I mean, that, that opening dolly shot that reveals the whole newsroom is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. We like we end up on the uh, the 
operators that are running the phones. And then, you know, we're introduced to our, our girl there. They have um, a rack focus there yeah. that I remember. Yeah. That's like one of the only ones. Uh, there's the a couple. They're, they're really subtle because it's all wide lenses. Yeah. It's all pretty deep focus. Right. But especially in the newsroom, when they're doing all the jumping between phone mm. calls and phone conversations, there's like two people talking in the front and then they rack focus the people in the back. And, you know, there's kind of, but it's subtle enough where like everyone is still soft mm -hmm. enough or sharp enough to, to still be. I like, only noticed one of the racks. Right on. Yeah. Uh, whose was it? Uh, uh, it wasn't a good one. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, Jesus. See, Sean, I'm, I'm, I'm a modern man. No, oh, and, and yeah, that one yeah. flew right over my modern. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, as a comedy should, a lot of this plays out in wider shots, wide shots, two shots. The issue that that presented here is they had multiple very similar wide shots and a lot of time, well, a number of times cutting between those two wide shots ended up in weird, awkward jump cuts. Yeah, like like yeah. the 33 degree, like yeah. there, there were a couple yeah, that yeah. were just off. Yeah. One, one that I noticed, especially in the diner scene. The diner scene? Yeah, the lunch scene. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was one particularly like just jarring cut where it's like, man, this is not a different enough frame. Yeah, there's a couple of those where it's just like a almost the same lens from the same distance, just like two feet over, mm -hmm. and they just cut right between them. Yeah. And that is a rule that is just kind of so ingrained in film school students that I'm not sure how many normal people pick up on that stuff, but it is something that definitely bumps me. It just, yeah. It, it, well, I'm sure it throws everybody off a little bit. They just don't know why. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, as with all of these sort of Feels technical jarring. rules. And, yeah. yeah, like sudden... Sure. Some, yeah, and sometimes you can get away with it, and sometimes it can be used for effect. But in a movie like this, there were just a few of those moments. Like yeah. there's one moment where they're in the newsroom, and she she uh, we're with all the other reporters, and she walks through the door, and then we go to a close up on her, and the door keeps opening after she had already finished yeah. opening. Oh so, goodness, mm, the, the, yeah. there are so <laughs> yeah, many exactly. of those in this yeah. in this exactly. movie. There is just it, it's an editing nightmare. Yeah, and yeah. the the problem was all of the ones that I saw would be extremely easy to fix. That's what I like, thought too. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was it's no true. dialogue happening. It was just like tra trim a yeah. couple of frames here and yeah, there. Yeah, it was just heads and tails <laughs> exactly. mostly. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, most of the cinematography was rather uneventful. Yeah. And but, then a uh, really bad tie thing, which I understand probably like the, oh his tie I know when he was doing too. his tie, yeah, mm. he did his tie horribly, and then in the in the close up, I think that's up, more of a character thing than a cinematography. Well, but in the close up, <laughs> it was fixed. Oh yeah, 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 and it was well, it was because he's you know he's given a performance while right, he's right. tying his tie. You yeah. know, he's Cary Grant. He's not Superman. You, yeah, you're supposed to be listening to him. You're not supposed to be watching his tie. Well, <laughs> you know, not everybody's a. Uh, uh, cultured person like it was drawing it. your eye the way he was yeah, yeah. it was drawing your eye and then you notice how bad it was and then it cuts it you know it's just there there was a lot of silly mistakes like that but i mean you know it was also probably the best take and yeah, yeah there's a lot of long long takes here with lots yeah. of dialogue i can imagine there was just a lot of mistakes yeah. a lot of stuff maybe the sound had a big problem or something I mean, there's going to be a lot of problems yeah. so I give forgive a lot for these extremely difficult takes. I well, wish. and it's it's not like today where you can just do a million fucking takes, right? And and the only thing you're wasting is time. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, it's true. And I, I guess the other noteworthy thing is the lighting in this movie is mainly based around these long takes and this sort of stage play thing. Yeah. So it's very sitcom-y. It's very like, no matter where they go, they're going to be evenly lit and mm -hmm. fairly bright and shiny. Yeah. 
there's a couple of moments where like it does seem like almost intentional that like he'll walk off and kind of be in shadow and sort of you know giving a little bit of that sort of sinister vibe um I'm not sure how much of those were just happy accidents that happened to be at the right time and how much of those were actual lighting choices to inform character. Um, either one I would buy, but especially after knowing uh, the history Tim provided about most of the emphasis being on the speed of the dialogue, my gut is that these were happy accidents. Yeah. Mm okay um we we can play the oscar game which is going to be coming up right now but we've already done the year from 1940 okay okay which uh which which film did we do that for it's called guess the oscar picks god i love that but <laughs> uh what did we do we i think we did um, i love jesus uh, what is it? Uh, James Jimmy Stewart. He went to Washington. Mr. Oh, Mr. Mr. Stewart Mr. goes to Washington. Smith. Mr. Stewart is true. Mr. Stewart did go to Washington. He did. Mr. Stewart went to Washington. Not to shoot that movie Stewart. though. That was a. That was going to a studio. Yeah. So Mr. we Smith we can we can if you want do the next year if that's okay with you. Forty one. Forty one. Let's go forty one. Yeah, have we already done thirty nine? Not been able to get made in forty one. I think we did thirty nine as well. Okay. I guess we could do thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, we've production. done. Yeah, we've done. 30. Okay, yeah, do forty-one. We're okay. gonna run out of years soon. You're gonna need a yeah. new game. Yeah, it's true. We might have even done. Okay, time we... for a new Timmy. I don't think we've done this one. I hope for God. I don't supposed to prep your shit, bro. What I can't are you remember. doing over yeah. there? All right, why? Well, let's do this. Oh one. my God! Best actor. Yeah, Cary Grant. Cary Grant for <laughs> <laughs> Penny Serenade. The oh. Penny Serenade. Wow. Walter Houston, All That Money Can Buy. Robert Montgomery, Here Comes Mr. Jordan. Orson Welles for Citizen Kane. Or Gary Cooper for Sergeant York. Yeah, Wells. Orson Welles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going Welles. It's actually Gary Cooper for Sergeant York. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. For Way to what, go, Cooper. What now? For Gary Cooper for Sergeant York. Sergeant oh. York. Okay. It's different Sarge. than Synecdoche. <laughs> <laughs> Best actress. Mm, Barbara Cary Stanwyck. Grant. Ball of Fire. Barbara Greer Garson for Blossoms in the Dust. Olivia de Havilland Whoa. for Hold Back the Dawn. Betty Davis for The Little Foxes. Or Joan Fontaine for Suspicion. Little Olivia foxes. de Havilland. Okay. Uh, mm, solely for the I'm reason. I'm going that. the Suspicion Lady. Joan Ooh. Fontaine. Who was Little Foxes? That was Betty Davis. Yeah, I'll take Betty Davis to block. The answer is Joan Fontaine. Mm. Nice. Derek. But I got to say Olivia de Havilland out loud, That's true. which was exquisite. That was, yeah. <laughs> it was really I, nice. I recommend to any of our listeners, Try it say out. it out loud yeah. right now. Olivia de Havilland. Olivia good de Havilland. Yeah. What a name. That's a good name. <laughs> yeah. What a name. Really rolls off the tongue. I can't deny any of that. Okay. Let's talk about best director. Mm. Howard Hawks for Sergeant York, guy we just watched. Mm. William Wyler, Little Foxes. Alexander Hall for Here Comes Mr. Jordan. Orson Welles for Citizen Kane. Or John Ford for How Green Was My Valley. John Ford. I'm going to go Orson Welles. I'm going to go Wyler. The answer is John Ford. Oh, yeah. Ooh. How Green is you that You knew that, didn't um, you? Things, things, like things are registering. It. Yeah. Okay. Things okay. are registering. <laughs> I knew things. Yeah, I knew Sean things. was around back then. <laughs> yep. He worked at a filling station. All right. Let's move on. The big kahuna. Outstanding mm. motion picture. We got oh. 10. 10? 10. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, they need a one. lot of distractions yeah. in forty-one. Totally, actually, yeah. true. Here we go. Keep Suspicion, Sergeant York, Maltese Falcon, One Foot in Heaven, The Little Foxes, Hold Back the Dawn. Here comes Mr. Jordan, Citizen Kane, How Green Was My Valley, and Blossoms in the Dust. Sticking with the valley. Uh, I'm going to go Maltese. Uh, I'm also going to go Maltese. The answer is How Green Was My Valley. God damn. John with pulling out the win. I I knew it won something. I don't know. It's one of those names that just always stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How green was my valley? Yeah, I never saw it. Sounded like porn to me. So yeah, I always exactly. Thought it was yeah. I was like, man, yeah. a suggestive <laughs> title. Yeah, it also like was up Say against y'all. two Smurf porn. <laughs> it was up against a bunch of great films. Yeah, now yeah. that and you've finished somehow and paid, won. I just want to ask you. Yeah. How green was my valley? Indeed. Citizen Kane didn't yeah, do Yeah, no, much. that was another no thing way. I remembered is that it doesn't, Citizen Kane was not as acclaimed in its day as we acclaim it today. Mm. It mm. won Best Original Screenplay. Citizen oh, Kane, gotcha. that's about it. Right yeah. Greatness is never appreciated in its time. Hmm. That is true. 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 That is true. Anywho, that's it for yeah. the Oscars. Thank you for listening. Okay. This it's called been. Guess the Oscar Picks. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, <hate> it. <laughs> um, I love Jesus. Okay. So. <laughs> That wasn't me, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I'm, it was a drop. Actually, like yeah, arguably, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It argued, at, at some point at in some, some yeah, podcast yeah. somewhere. It's said it. You can't ma- take it back. Matter of context. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to be uh, a button. Say something funny <laughs> in another life. Oh. <laughs> I want to die and come back as a button. <laughs> Preferably on an elevator. That's the deepest kind of guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess we're going to move on to any uh, errata. Mm. You know, or, yeah, uh, miscellaneous, yes. Well, miscellaneous, yeah. I just think it's so interesting, like sociologically, this movie. Mm. How um, so? In, like, just in the time that it. That was sarcasm. Yeah. How I know. green was this that valley? Was a dick. I, I was still going to. Ask the question. He is a dick. All right. Uh, just it's so interesting sociologically speaking because, like, to to Day Junior, can you guys fucking <laughs> give me a second? I'm in my time. That's the perfect drop for that. That actually was. It was. It's the only. Go ahead and say what you think. This movie is interesting sociologically speaking because it's so on the cusp of something nobody could have foresaw. You know, it's Mm. and and it references things that were happening. It's a time capsule. It's a time capsule because it's a movie about World War II before they knew what World War II was going to be about yeah. you know, it was still the, the european war they mentioned in the film and it dates it dates itself i think that that's a that's a thing generally a thing that uh uh makes a, a movie worse rather than better you always yeah. want you always want to try to make your art timeless um and and a thing with comedy is you know people go for the easy joke of what's what's hot right now yeah. and it makes your movie worse generally usually yeah. unless you're joking about Hitler yep. in 1939. Hitler's right. And Joey's looking at me really poignantly. What are you talking about? I'm what? just looking at you because you're talking. I think anytime you joke yeah. about Hitler, it's fine. It, 
fine. Yeah, springtime for Hitler. That was like 30 mm. years later. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but either way, uh, it's I, I don't know. I just thought it was fascinating to uh, to kind of see, you know, it's almost naive in, yeah. its, in its comedy there. But uh, yeah, you know, you never know what's around the bend. True. You yeah. never know. There's a few. As you stand on the precipice of war. So okay. yeah. There's a few. Yeah. Hmm? I mean, which which one? That man. Oh yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're gearing gonna, up for it. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> that's never a different mind. show. I'm gonna hold my opinions because I have some. But the thing is, is do you guys? So do you guys think that? And I think we've been over this before with some of the previous World War II films, like or films made around that time. Yeah. Do you think that? the people who were making this thing knew about it, like knew what it was. Knew about the war. Knew about the war. Knew, really, knew how bad it was. They, they had, had no idea. You think yeah. none of them no. had ideas. None Nobody of the would have made some of these jokes if they knew exactly what was going on over there. I mean, this is what we, we've talked about this before on other movies. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. I don't think that, that they had anywhere near. I mean, we are looking at this from the context of today's information society. Yeah. Like this the, stuff was a horror the, that shocked the world in like '45. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted the mm-hmm. equivalent of CNN, you had to go to mm-hmm. the movie theater and like see newsreels. Joey like, disagrees. Um, well, he's the historian. So. Well, it's not all true. It's just that some people knew, some people didn't. And, they, oh, to, and it's what to the extent that they knew, or what they would they do about it. Um, I mean, how much of the Hollywood propaganda machine was in full effect? These already? aren't your average people. These are Howard yeah. Hawks. You know, these are the most connected people in the government, not, not just the, obviously the Hollywood community, but they have to be connected to the California government and the, you know, and, and, and that by extension, the well, United States government. They were connected seen- internationally too already because sure. the movies are yeah. going there. Yeah. Like the oh, movies yeah, yeah. are already being totally. put over there. So if anything else, they're there hearing from connection. their yeah. foreign distribution about mm. what's going on. They're having issues sure. getting foreign distribution in certain countries. They're seeing that thing happening, mm. like at wow. least higher up. Maybe I not mean, the yeah, people I, who I are really making this film. I still but don't think. Studio oh, heads, I'm not sure like how that. much foreign distribution was as as big of an entity as it is today, and how impactful that information would have been. Uh, you know, it's it, it, to as far as I'm aware, like when I was a kid, I don't remember worldwide gross even being something that was considered. Today, it's something that's considered in all movies. But I, you know, domestic gross used to always be the thing. I, and it's I a think, different world, though. I think. Yeah. Well, no, I just don't think international distribution was as as much of the end game as it is today. I think yeah. we're viewing it as in a Hollywood-centered it's, yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, where back then, too. I don't think Hollywood was necessarily the center. Exactly. It was one yeah. center with and I mean, Europe as the other. Think about right. what international communication was at that time. Right, you know right. what I mean? You're not making phone calls overseas. Well, that's also putting rolls of film on a boat to go over to Europe. Yeah. This is a, a, you know, it's not beaming a fucking file a, over. It's a great dream of mine. I'd love to. I'd love to, to escort a film across a boat. <laughs> no, just to charter passage on a ship across mm. the sea. You guys know they had planes, strange. right? What they had planes? Yeah, they, they had, yeah but they had you can't planes. write a write a novel uh, on a plane. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Sure. They do this I mean, thing where they like. Where you, you can, can just be you can rent a room shitty. on a freighter, mm. and you can like like yeah. take the fucking slow boat somewhere. Yeah. It's actually pretty cheap. Why would you want to be stuck on a freighter for months? Hiding to see out. what you are. Never heard of witness to protection? To see what you're made of, you know? To really take some time and examine yourself. Can you yeah. do that in any old room? No. No, you have to go on a boat. Yeah. Or um, to the top of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Okay. That's why well, I moved to Alaska. Some of us were touched by Kerouac, and some of us are Joey. Yeah. So Ugh, consider me the second part. Thank yeah. you. Mm. What? I, Kerouac, fuck him. What? Overrated. Damn. Well, yeah. He's oh. not. Books are dumb. <laughs> so boring. Nothing happens. <laughs> you got, oh man, you uncultured swine. How you dare both. I insult Kerouac? No, Derek, what do you think about Jack Kerouac? Uh, he's fine. <sighs> Fuck you guys. Take him or leave him. <laughs> I'd fine. take a whack. Dharma Bums is probably one of the best books ever written. Sure. No, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not qualified to say anything about the best book ever written. I, I like it a lot. I mean, it's no fight club, but sure. Fuck you. <laughs> I roll my eyes at this entire group. So, Joey, how would you rate this? Uh, are we doing a review? Oh, sorry. I think we got review. Well, yeah. Take your shit, Man, dude. he's really jumping the gun here. <laughs> Wait, are we um, there yet? Actually, I don't even think I'm done with actually errata. I did have one more uh -oh. thing. There were yeah, a couple of cringe. Errata. That's a few cringeworthy moments in this thing. Tell us. There uh, were. Specifically, speaking about the colored vote. Sections, yes, mm -hmm. yeah. the reference Quote to unquote, Piccanini. Anybody know what that means? No, I don't. Don't know. That, that. means a little black boy. Mm. Um, what was the it reference? It is offensive. Uh, it's around. Uh, like it's so quick, I can't even fucking remember it. The uh, but but basically, there's the the word is said in the thing, and I mean yeah. that's it's basically it's an offensive racial Oof. slur. Uh, I mean, for the forties, it's. Pretty. I mean, yeah. I mean, and it <laughs> well, is. It yeah, is always a question of how much you know. I mean, I, we have to bring this stuff up though, because yeah. obviously, like, uh, you know, it existed. I think yeah. we do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with Derek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. And we've had and other that, movies. What? That maybe we've had some movies that haven't brought that thing up. That mm. haven't had any issues yeah, with yeah. it. There have been a few of those. Mm. Uh, there have been. Most well, as we talked about on the waterfront last week, it kind of went the complete opposite way with it. Yeah. Yeah. What? 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 Nothing. What, what are you guys doing? What is going on over Me here? Me and Joey are having a staring contest. Sounds sexy. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was my only other erotic. Was those two moments which were a little cringeworthy. Yeah. Um, aside from that, uh, wasn't too much bad in it. Anything else you got a bone well, to pick with? Let's uh, take a moment to discuss her as a, as a woman, right? It's interesting. Okay. Because yeah. they definitely placed her in there as the woman in the newsroom in a bunch of, in a male-dominated world. Yeah. Right. That was interesting. And, and able I, to hold her own. They made her a very strong character. And I liked her. Till the end. Till yeah, the, till the end. Till the yeah, end. Till Everything the end. fell apart at the end. Right. I thought Brie Larson was the first strong female. <laughs> Gets a laugh out of me. I'll take <laughs> really? it. Really? It's cute. It's Sean. <laughs> He's attempting to be funny. That's the funny part. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I laughed. For, are you angry, your audience? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, she calls herself a newspaper man. Mm -hmm. That was interesting. Like she, she. Does, I think he calls one of the as a term the, of endearment. It's, but it's yeah, it seems she like takes, the commonly accepted term. She takes umbrage at it the first time he says it. I didn't. If, get if that I impression. remember correctly, or I think maybe she just doesn't want to be considered that. She wants to be a. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think that it was a feminism thing. I thought it was, I'm done with this yeah. thing. Like, I'm not a newsman anymore. Oh, uh, interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. How strange. Yeah. How queer. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I get the impression that calling her a newsman at this time 
was more of uplifting a, than uh, like a compliment. insulting. Trying yeah. to say you're you're an equal. Yeah, you're, you're one of us. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Inclusive. Like that you're lens. just one of the dicks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I thought yeah. this is the dicks hang out. <laughs> I thought they kind of did yeah. that. I mean, even though it was still a boys' club, they were kind of letting her in the boys' yeah, club. That's the whole yeah. gossiping about her when behind her back, and then when she walks in and he. All right, them. let's go to the showers. Come on. <laughs> hey. 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 Reporters nice don't shower. They totally do. That's the reason why it smelled so bad in there. Probably. Yeah, they, they don't have to shower. keep opening the window. <laughs> they all said they're tired yeah. through the whole movie. I'm tired. Yeah, from the what? guy said he was tired, tired playing well, poker was, all day. That was Williams was tired. Williams was tired, but so were the reporters. They said yeah. the same thing. Well, they're yeah. just waiting because oh, they've yeah. been like on call, waiting for this dude to die. Yeah, yeah. it's tired yeah. playing cards and smoking. There's another. There's another movie. Uh, uh, we'll do much so later. So I'm much sorry, later, guys. I broke the yawn seal. Son yeah, he broke the yawn seal. Uh, there's a movie much later than this, like just a few years ago, 2002, I think. It came All out. the President's Men. Um, yes, no, that's not the one. Uh, it, it's about like a, a guy who's like um, waiting for someone to die. It's called Godot? The Wind Will Carry Us, and it's about a guy who's a reporter, and basically they have this big like kind of funeral thing in this little town in the middle of nowhere when uh, when one of the elders passes away. So he goes there because he hears that one of the elders is sick mm-hmm. and she's like passing away. But uh, she'll, he continues to ask the grandson, hey, is she, how's she doing today? And he's like, oh, she's doing real good. She's going to be okay, we think. So like he's just in this place, like can't really leave, stuck there waiting for her to die. Kind of uh-huh. similar in that way. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Similar theme. Handled by Abbas Karastami is a different thing though. It's an Iranian film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll watch it eventually when we get to two thousands. You know, when we're almost dead, probably. Yeah, that's yeah. never gonna happen. I'll yeah. be alive. <laughs> You'll be alive. He'll be alive. Yeah, tell me alive. I will. I don't know. I've seen. I've seen what then. you eat. It's funny because uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna die way before you guys. <laughs> you know who I made it longer than though? Who's that? Eric Clapton's kid. Oh fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to do the joke anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Are we ready for a bad review? Because yeah. I, feel, I feel like we're all kind of, you know, we're kind of a little uppity about uh, up Jeez. about this thing, you know? Hey, wow. I use that terminology. Wow. Sean did this. That's, it's his I fault. Didn't, why is he just fucking blaming no, me for your shit, fault. Man. Yeah, I blame Sean. Yeah, that's wow. Yeah. Yeah. He brought yeah. the wow. term white guys pointing wow. fingers at each other. Yeah, anyway, here wow. we go. Sounds sexy. Uh, Fedor, I've eight. <laughs> I believe somebody Four else we've heard before. Uh, 12th of January, uh, 2007, not a horrible comedy, but an anti-death penalty propaganda film as well. <laughs> I think we should kill him. I knew it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When was this one? This was, uh, 2007. 2007. Yeah. About Man. January. Yes. About when things were about to go. Yeah. Yep. Well, I was like, I, I just, anytime somebody's super got a hard on for murdering people, I always just like, how close was it to 9-11? Mm. Yeah. This was, it was well, such a well crazy after. time. It was a lot to be excused. A, a lot was excused. It's yeah. true. Uh, warning spoilers, mm. which we've already spoiled the movie anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, as mind numbingly bad as Front Page, one of the worst movies ever made, this annoying, unfunny, left wing trash <laughs> has absolutely trash. nothing going for it. It isn't a comedy uh, with an anti capitalist. 
Punishment subplot. <laughs> it is an anti-capital punishment movie which pretends to be a comedy. It's merely leftist Hollywood propaganda with a moronic plot, unlikable characters except Bellamy's, uh, and unfunny machine gun style line delivery. It would appear that the cast completed uh, not in or competed, sorry, not in who would be funnier, but who would say their lines fastest, resulting in a series of tediously fast blah 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 uh, verbal well, exchanges like that are pathetically short on laughs. Uh, he goes on about Id- idiotic plot devices. Various one-sided attempts to hammer in the point about the injustice of capital punishment. Bellamy getting repeatedly framed isn't funny. It's dull and stupid. The killer's girlfriend jumping out of the window is a mind-boggling dumb event and only further proves that this is a political propaganda movie first and foremost. How does it I'll agree it's yeah, dumb, there's, there's but There's a I'm lot not, of projection yeah. going on here. I yeah. How does he get from yeah. A to B? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and what's that. with the journalists all being middle-aged, bald, card-playing little weasels <laughs> with rifles sticking <laughs> out reporters. ridiculously Typical old movie nonsense. <laughs> what? The writer's disdain for capitalism and authority is so strong I don't that, that he didn't even give the killer like a, a single line in which he expresses sorrow over having taken the life of another, of another man. But because the victim is a cop, we are supposed to not care about the accidental killing. Cary Grant has never what? been so unsympathetic as a character who was meant to be likable. The second half in particularly is literally unwatchable. This guy's def- a fucking cop. Well, he's definitely unsympathetic, but I don't know yeah. that he was meant to be likable. This reviewer is a cop. Yeah. Also, what, what anti-capitalist. Yeah, yeah, I'm lost yeah. Yeah. The, the movie yeah. is actually, it's like on its nose anti-communist yeah 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 because they spend a lot a lot of the jokes are thumbing their nose at the reds and and oh he sleeps in red underwear at night you know yeah what about fuck this guy's money and how much people make and like what kind of life you're gonna have and like this guy's on his own (laughs) shit he's very pro-capitalist i don't get it yeah maybe he's confusing capital punishment with capitalist is that possible i I think it's possible yeah um i did realize that the one person we forgot that should be playing uh carrie grant's character mm. is the um the famed uh micro machines guy Hey, <laughs> micro machines guy? Yeah, it might be a little too old for you, sir. <laughs> I had micro machines. Uh, you don't, don't remember, remember the, the announcer guy from the commercials? I don't remember the He would just talk stuff. really fucking fast and never shut up and just keep talking and talking and talking until you. Yeah, that's about as close as I can get. That was every mm-hmm. commercial back then. Uh, he was specific. He, was, he was specifically the guy that like has the Guinness World Record for talking the fastest. Uh, uh, something new every day, guys. Yep. 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 Something new every day. Yep. Either way, yeah, this guy. Couldn't put up with the capitalist or anti-capitalist yeah. plot, anti-capital punishment, round earth agenda. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. Ends it. That was a lot of work just he for ends a round earth joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he ends this sucker with a challenge. He no. says, please oh. punish me hard, very hard, <laughs> by clicking no below. That'll teach me. Ew. 20 oh, out of 70 found this, this helpful. So yeah. 50 people clicked this no. This guy no, is weird. Yeah. <laughs> punish me Please online, daddy. Punish yeah, me it's hard, a digital dominatrix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> digital daddy. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. All right. All you right. Got, you got anything else? That's it. All right. That's it.
All right. Well, then let's go right to our final reviews. We're going to oh, rate goodness. this film. I haven't even thought about that. And I'm going to go right to Sean Fall. Sean Fall? I am going to give this a three out of five stars. Um, I didn't have to read it. It was enjoyable. <laughs> uh, one star. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> only one star. It's in though. my native that language. Only one extra star. No, no. Not having to read it is not a star deduction. So it, if I had to read oh, it, it would be a two gotcha. star. It's right an auto- now. No, it's an automatic one star deduction. Right? Yeah, yeah. If you have to read it. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. All right. Just so yeah, so I didn't have true. to read it, so it doesn't have to suffer that penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, it's still not the horrible, uh, uh, horribly best movie in the world. Um, it's it's amusing and entertaining, and I I think I like the movies that it inspired more than I like the movie itself. Um, and I, I think that's what I've always enjoyed about it is like you know, where things kind of went from that. But I do like seeing the original. Yep. Okay. Yeah, three out of five. Go to Mr. Derek Laporte. Uh, Yeah, so um, I give it, let's see, I guess um, I'll say seven out of, uh, seven out of 12. Yeah. yeah, it's it's over the mark. It's got a lot of, you know, it's it's witty. It moves fast. It's very quick. Um, there's probably stuff you could see on a second viewing that you didn't catch on the first one. Sure. Stuff I don't you know if I here, would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I. I don't know if I would watch it again. Maybe after a quite a long time, or somebody who you know, um, somebody who had never seen it, maybe uh, possibly. But uh, it's worth it's worth seeing. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my review okay uh well i similarly think it's worth seeing uh i'm gonna rate this one pretty highly actually i'm gonna rate this one eight out of ten wow uh because it's not it succeeds at what it's trying to do uh which is make you laugh be the fastest dialogue in the world (laughs) that's for sure uh yeah to to keep the pace going to keep the momentum going keep the Mm. energy up and to make you laugh and it succeeded i laughed a good five to ten to fifteen times at least make them laugh and make them laugh. laugh. Make them oh, laugh. Don't you know that the world wants to laugh? Uh, that movie, the movie was uh, trash. <laughs> let's not ever reference that movie again. Let's Jesus. not bring that, that movie up. being not, singing in the rain. Yeah, Dinkin' in the rain. Wrong with these guys? Yeah, let's stop Jesus referencing Christ. that movie. Yeah. Let's okay. Focus on the hits. Let's focus on our hits. Anywho, what I'm trying to say is that this is an enjoyable movie. I think it does work for modern audiences. So you can definitely show it to even a 15 year old, 16 year old. I yep. think it kind of holds up. Uh, especially because kids nowadays l- can keep up with the fast-paced shit. The fast. I don't know if fifteen or sixteen-year-old yeah, yeah, watches. Is it gonna be like, like I was trying to think black of like a and white, like a no fifteen thanks. or sixteen-year-old kid? I think we're also starting to just like get get a little more desensitized to maybe that's yeah. true. Style yeah. black for sure. and white in general. And yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, the editing is a little jarring for sure. Those true. are the those are the biggest weird moments. If by jarring you mean shit, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's but edit it for performance. Dog I, shit. Yeah. I do think the layman wouldn't get bothered by it. They would be like, whoa, that's weird. Quick. I mean, they would forget about it, but yeah. it wouldn't bother them too much like we are bothered by it. I have the worst microphone <laughs> I I put a pen in my mouth and it smacked into the microphone. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, that's pretty much my review anyway, Tim. So uh, why don't you tell us what you thought about this movie? Uh, I'm going to rate this film as five out of three stooges. Um, you know, it's slapstick for the sophisticate, and that's not to say that it isn't funny, 
Wouldn't that be a Marx brother? Say what? Five out of three Stooges. Isn't that a Marx brother? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not smart enough for that one. Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So it's like it's slapstick for the sophisticated. Um, and it is funny. I laughed several times and I laughed hard enough to where I was a little embarrassed at how hard I was laughing at some of the mm-hmm. some of the moments. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I'd say five out of three stooges because there's just they they. They could have crammed less in here and had to be funnier and had mm. to be a better movie. Mm. You know, it was it was a bit too much of a good thing. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's all I have to say about that. Thank right. you, Forrest. Uh, quickly, the title, His Girl Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, a Girl Friday yeah. is a, yeah. uh, you know, like a Guy Friday is a private dick or an investigator or something like that. So his girl Friday is, like, uh, you know. I thought it was more about like a your servant. No, like, like Friday is like the, always, the Robinson I, I Crusoe. It, I thought it was Friday is like his his butler. I thought it was uh, more of like a follow that woman. <laughs> like Friday, like, like this a, is my Friday girl. This is my Saturday girl. Or, like, no, like like uh, uh, oh you, no, you you remember? Uh, uh, so this is going back to another episode that we did. Uh, Jimmy Stewart picture. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Hitchcock mm. uh, vertigo, vertigo, uh, vertigo. Yeah. and uh, how they had like 20, 25, 30 different alternate titles for it, and they're mm. all garbage. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, one that's was, right. Yeah, one of them yeah, was, was footsteps, yeah. and one of them was follow that woman. Yeah. Did you ever see <laughs> you know? Follow That Bird? No, I never did. Yeah, uh, that was the uh, the Sesame Street movie about Big Bird. Yeah. yeah, I remember that one time I followed that bird. Mm. How mm. was she? Yeah, a lot of legal trouble, let me tell you. <laughs> so Friday comes from a Robinson Crusoe book, really? apparently. Yeah, Friday is the that? young native man it's rescued by Friday. Robinson I just Crusoe. Crusoe. I missed it. Yeah. Robinson, Robinson Crusoe. Crusoe. Caruso? I probably said Crusoe. Like David Crusoe. Yeah, like DJ. Like, <laughs> no, it's Crusoe. Take the glasses off. Mm. Ah! Yeah. 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 But it's also uh, plays in the fact that it, it should be a man. Like, yeah. His yeah, so they changed Friday it to girl, Friday. and then it was yeah. different. His though. girl Friday. See? So they're basically devoted eight-er employees, so not not really lovers. So well, I think basically, they're, they're addressing the gender swap in the name of the movie. Yeah, basically, Friday what is a man's name. down yeah. to is that it's a shit title that somebody came up with. I like don't it, agree. I think it's really? a great title. Yeah. You think it's a great title? Not great. It's pretty good, though. I, I think, think it's a shit title. Especially at, at the time in the context, yeah. I think it was appropriate for it. I remember it. It's, it's memorable for yeah. me. I mean, I guess, yeah. But I like, think, I it's think no top fighting with my family. would have been better. What's top the, aid? Top aid. Top aid. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> wow. Best of the aids. That's wow. what it should be. Uh, it's literally the same, because that's what this means, is top aid. So how's that for? Yeah. <laughs> Two on the nose. Right-hand woman. Yeah, right hand woman. That would have been a good yeah, one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Shot. Uh, like, that's actually way they better. get together at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus! Uh, Everybody <laughs> sucks. Yeah. 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 Reporters are douchebags. Yeah. Yeah. Lamestream yeah. media. A nice. Do- nice. A dog eat dog world. Wow. Yeah, mm. Starring Cary Grant, Eddie Lamar. <laughs> what? Make Wag the dog. Wag the dog. The w- yeah. Yeah. Wag the dog. Uh, All right, guys. Original. Thank you for listening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to play that hook. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, Special shout out to our our listeners. Uh, I forget who I said was listening. (laughs) 
Yeah, Stephen Tobolowski. Yeah, Tobolowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Stephen Tobolowski and uh, uh, Pat Oswalt. Pat Oswalt yeah. yeah. is also a listener. Cherry Grant's listening, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, From the yeah. grave. Olivia yeah. de Havilland. Right. Olivia de Havilland. You know, in, in the British history podcast. listeners. Uh, Olivia de Havilland. Good God, what a name. Yeah. <laughs> what a name. British History Podcast, too, right? Oh, also, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Can't forget to plug the British History Podcast. Why? Because Jamie Jeffers is Jesus a Christ. fucking legend, fucking man. That's a in that. great, great, understand. great podcast. That's well, just be sure to, to check out all the wonderful night. shows on the Fallcast Network, which we have uh, many, many joyous things that have nothing to do with British history. Except sometimes politinkering, but mostly not. He did a he did an episode last <laughs> night about uh, or well last night he did the episode years ago 